Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, folks. This is Princess. You are listening to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share with your friends. It's tough. We're in a very tough spot. I think that what we're doing right now is of great benefit and virtue because it's an end around between this whole corrupt informational system, media system. We claim to believe in a God who spoke the universe into existence and literally raised himself from the dead. And yet we are not going to believe that anything else exists in the spirit realm, even though his word tells us that they do. Their bodies weren't permitted to go to sleep like humans do, and they weren't permitted to go to heaven. So they wander the earth. You know, I've seen the eyes turn black to unknown tongues being spoken. These giants would live way up in the island. The young braves, the young men, would hide up in the trees and wait for one of these 12 footers to come walking down the path, and they would jump on them and kill them, drag them back to the village, and the village would feast on the body. Then people start to get weapons, they start to get armor, they start to build cities, they start to fortify their cities. Now, God looks down and there's violence everywhere. The battle, this war that we are at, is not against each other. It's against these principalities and these rulers and these archons in the high places. It's really worthwhile to read the Bible yourself. Fear is one of the primary drivers of mind control because we have to take every thought captive and resist fear. You're going to have a testimony that is a justice case against the kingdom of darkness. Welcome back to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. I'm your host, Rod, and thank you for being here with me for another awesome episode. I'm joined by Dr. Monzo. We have a fascinating conversation. He's a naturopathic doctor, and he's got some interesting views on the body and how there's Hebrew signatures from the ancient Hebrew alphabet on the body. He writes about this in his book. He's got over 10,000 hours of experience with bio meridian uh, metrics. He's got a degree in electronic engineering. The list goes on and on. When you check out his website, he is very well degreed. But the most interesting thing for me is his strong belief 
in Yeshua, in Jesus Christ. And his practice is actually a ministry. Very fascinating conversation we have getting into nanotechnology and biophysics and some holistic approaches and how this satanic attack is taking place. And he breaks down and even gets super fringe with me. This is kind of our introduction episode to a mini series I'll be doing with Dr. Monzo. And really, we focus a lot on nanotechnology, what it looks like, what is nanotechnology, how does it fit in with the electromagnetic field frequency, we talk about the color blue, the light spectrum, uh, we just go deep. Um, he's very well uh, equipped to answer all of my crazy questions, and that's what makes it such a fascinating conversation. Um, he's also the author of a really interesting book that I highly recommend. You can find details in the show notes. But before we jump into this episode, I need to ask you guys to keep me in prayer as we are being pressed in many different ways. Uh, God is good. God is faithful. I am learning <laughs> and I am stumbling. That's just the way it is right now. But grace and calling is what I cling on to in these dark hours of testing and trials that seem to be all around. And I'm not alone. There's many of us going through a, a lot of things right now with family issues, with uh, personal issues, you name it. It's quite a time to be alive, but faith is what we need to have to endure everything that's ahead of us. Leave me that five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast catcher that helps the show grow. You'll find details in the show notes, how you can support us in our time of need and share these episodes with a friend, family member, coworker, or your pastor. I won't waste any more time because I'm excited to jump into this part one with Dr. Monzo. Are you guys ready? Let's go. Dr. Alfonso Monzo, MD, from right outside of Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Millennial Mustard Seed. Dr. Monzo, it's an honor to have you here with me, man. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I reached out to you a few months ago, good friend of the show, Dr. Laura Sanger. I believe she sent me an interview that you two both co-joined on on another show. And I just was fascinated by what you were talking about. I sent you some emails and um, I know you've been pretty busy. <laughs> so I was very uh, happy when you got back to me and we got this interview scheduled, man. So let's just open this thing up a little bit. Just tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, what you specialize in. You have a lengthy list of uh, things that I could read from the website here, but I figured rather than me stumbling through it, it would be better to have you introduce yourself. Sure. Uh, I don't know how much you want to go into my whole background, but um, basically I grew up uh, Roman Catholic and uh, in high school, uh, I started write, reading uh, the Bible more and then that caused me to have some questions as to why we were doing some things that we shouldn't be doing and why we're not doing stuff that we were supposed to be doing and the church didn't really like those kind of questions. So I left the Roman Catholic Church. And then I, I spent a, a short two years doing a trade of electrical engineering. Uh, actually, it was at the same time I was in high school, actually. And so I thought I was going to go into electrical engineering. And I decided, no, I don't think I want to just work on circuits and build things. And even though I like building things and I like 
all that kind of stuff. I just didn't think I wanted to be doing that. So uh, I took some time to think about it before going to college, and I decided, you know, I'm, I think I want to go into ministry. So I went to Grace College Theological Seminary, th thinking that I was going to become a um, maybe a youth youth pastor or something on those lines. And this is back in 1999. Um, I got really sick in college and uh, had to go to the medical doctors and turned out it was ulcerative colitis, which is ulcers in your colon. And then I had a lot of uh, internal bleeding and stuff like that. But um, I was always kind of a little bit more already uh, holistic minded then. And I had questions for the doctor. Again, you start asking questions to institutions and they don't like it. Like, um, you know, well, how did I get this? You know, is it bad diet? And he's like, oh, no, it's not bad diet. I'm like, okay, was it stress? No, oh, no, stress has nothing to do with it. I'm like, okay, bad genes? No, no. And at the end of the day, I'm like, well, what is this? And he's like, bad luck. I'm like, oh, it's bad luck I have this. And so you don't know why I have this disease, but you can fix it. He's like, oh, yeah, we have drugs. And if the drugs don't work, then we're, we just cut your large intestine out and, um, you know, you can wear a bag. And I was like, well, that doesn't sound like a good idea. And I, I'm pretty wow. sure God created the body to be able to heal. So, you know, I had to start taking the drugs and they didn't really help. In fact, they started making things worse. At first, they made them better, everything better because very powerful steroids. Uh, I mean, they just they're great for symptomatic improvement. But then after a long time, it's not really treating the cause. So I went holistic and I found a holistic doctor who was uh, actually 93 years old. His name was Dr. Barron, Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, he looked like he was 70. And he got me all fixed up with getting rid of the, the bad foods I was eating and looking at parasites and heavy metals and all this other stuff that could be interfering. And, you know, in a year's time, he had me fixed up and I was back to Grace College. And I said, okay, well, you know what? I don't think I want my ministry to be just some youth pastor or pastor in a church. I think I wanted my ministry to be health. So I picked up a biology degree, which is their pre-med. And then it took me some time, you know, to finish my undergrad and try to decide what I wanted to become. Because, you know, you had a couple of choices. I could be a chiropractor. Uh, I could be a naturopathic doctor. It could be uh, traditional Chinese medicine or something like that. But uh, eventually I chose to be a naturopath. And because of my background in electronics, I got really interested in this concept of energy pathways in the body and the whole field of biophysics, which looks at the electromagnetic systems of the body. So that became my specialty. And so since really 2000, I have been studying the energy systems of the body. And uh, that led me to discover a ancient method of laying on hands, working on very specific energy points on the body, but they're different than acupuncture. So a lot of people are familiar with things like acupuncture, but uh, in acupuncture, you have these things called meridians, their energy pathways, and they've been well-proven. However, you won't hear this in America. You know, most medical doctors have no clue that there's actually a person named Dr. Vol, Dr. Reinhold Vol, uh, and let's see, what is this now? Uh, 70, probably 70 some years ago, he decided to see if he could prove acupuncture points. And he had 
just a basic ohm meter that could measure resistance. Uh, and, and that's a great way to measure current in the body is to measure resistance or any electrical circuit. So he started measuring acupuncture points and non-points. And he was amazed to find that every time he tested an acupuncture point, it had a hundred times more resistance than a non-acupuncture point. So he went, huh, there's definitely something here about these points. And then they actually used, uh, he teamed up with a French doctor and they actually used radioactive isotopes and they injected them into acupuncture points and non-acupuncture points. And when they injected them into non-acupuncture points, the radioactive isotopes didn't go anywhere. Because see, when you use radioactive isotopes, you can see it, right? That's a way the medical field does imaging. A lot of times people are familiar with a digestive test where you drink the radioactive isotopes and then they can, since they're radioactive, they can see through the body with almost like an x-ray and watch the stuff flow through your system so they can see where your digestive system's not flowing. In this case, he was injecting them into non-points, non-acupuncture points, and they didn't go anywhere. They dissipated. And then he would inject them into acupuncture points and he could see it flow through these invisible channels and he mapped them out and he found out that the traditional Chinese medicine drawings that have been around for over 6,000 years uh, were 90% accurate. So like I said, this is testing that was done 70, 80 years ago. So since then, we've done a lot more in the advancement in this field, but we have absolutely proved that there are electromagnetic energy systems in the body. Just no one ever hears about this stuff. We just hear that it's all new age and nonsense. And there's no doubt when you get into biophysics or what most people call energetic medicine, there is a lot of new age nonsense out there. There's, there's no doubt about it. There's a lot of pie in the sky, uh, really fake science. Uh, of course, I guess we could probably agree that 90% of all science today, especially in America, is really scientism, isn't really real science. Exactly. You know, and, um, but what I came across was a different system. So like in acupuncture, you have these meridians and on a meridian, you might have, uh, 10 to, I don't know, what's the highest 40 to 50 points per meridian. And there's 12 basic ones. And then there's some other side ones. So you can have thousands of acupuncture points on the body. But in this other system, there were only a few points. There was only like 27, 26 to 27 main points. And then uh, through my research, what I realized was these points were literally Hebrew letters on the body. So that has been my main work, which is called the Aleph Top Body System. And I discovered that I discovered that they were Hebrew letters in 2010. So since 2010 until probably about two or three years ago when I released my book, I spent about 12 years researching the system and figuring out how to measure the points and map out the points to what systems they control in the body. So we have this whole system called the Alatab body system. And these Hebrew letters that are on the body control everything that the body does. It controls your DNA. It controls everything. And uh, you can affect these points just by laying on a hand. It's very light touch because the polarity of your hands and your feet are opposites. So your left hand's negatively charged and your right hand's positively charged. And when you touch two of these Hebrew points, it gets the energy in your body to circulate from negative to positive, just like in an electrical circuit. So you don't have to give 
uh, there doesn't have to be any energy transformation or transfer. There's no giving or taking of energy. You don't have to channel anything. It's literally, it's just the effect of two polarities touching a system that has a, you know, internal system and that internal system circulates and uh, all kinds of health problems can be resolved just with this uh, light touch. So that has been my main my main background for uh, for years now is studying that and then figuring out different methods that we can use that are found in nature or resemble something found in nature that we could do to stimulate these points to get them working correctly and restoring people's health. And then um, uh, that's probably the main thing I'm known for. Uh, the second thing was, uh, because I'm, I'm really big in biophysics, so we do a lot of energetic testing. There are devices out there that are extremely accurate that are all based on testing uh, like biofeedback. Uh, and they're testing via energetic signature. So what that is, is uh, correctly speaking, we would say every substance has an energetic signature. Now, a lot of people put it in layman's terms and say everything has a frequency. That's not necessarily true. Okay, so the way to explain it is water. Water is H2O. Now, hydrogen has a frequency. You know, they've measured the frequencies of most elements in very advanced labs. So we know hydrogen has a frequency, oxygen has a frequency. But with water, you have two hydrogen and, and one oxygen coming together. So now you have three frequencies. And when those all come together, they form what we would call an energetic signature which is the sum of all the energetic signatures of all the elements that come together to make something up. And it's almost like an energetic fingerprint, right? So nothing has the same energetic signature of water. Water's energetic signature is unique to water. And now it might have some minute differences, just like a fingerprint. If you see a set of fingerprints, you know, you can tell right away a lot about them. Uh, one, you can say, okay, these are human fingerprints. And you could probably look at a fingerprint and say, oh, that's a thumb. But then there's the minute detail of the fingerprint that we could eventually identify the person that matches that fingerprint. And energetic signatures are the same thing or the same way. Every substance known to man that, that the creator created has its own energetic signature, which is like its identification signature. So if you know what that is and you can measure that, we can tell uh, what's in the body by whether or not we find these energetic signatures in the body. So, you know, if we want to find out you if you have mercury in your body, anywhere in the body, because we're not limited to only being able to test the blood, we could test any tissue, any organ, anywhere in the body. And if we find the energetic signature, and we can even pinpoint where it is in the body, we know mercury is there. So we do advanced testing like that. And then uh, the, the biggest thing lately has been in 2019, um, uh, I've always kind of been more of a conspiracy buff myself. And uh, probably in the early 90s is when I read my first wake-up book, and it was Dark Majesty by Tex Mars. And in his book, he basically had documentation on you know, how there's this elite group of people and how they 
own most of the corporations and most of the TV networks and even the majority of religious organizations and churches. And I was like, oh my goodness, this can't be true. And I started researching it and I found out it was true. So then, you know, fast forward to more modern time with me keeping this in the back of my head in 2018, about 2019, I started hearing about this uh, weaponized pathogens. And the first one I heard of was uh, a weaponized mycoplasma. It was called Mycoplasma fermentans incognitus. And I thought, there's some pretty wild things I'm hearing about this thing. I mean, it can't actually be true. So I started looking it up. And sure enough, I found out that the military has a patent. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I found out the military uh, has uh, been working with this through Project Paperclip, which if people aren't aware of, I'm sure people listening to this show are probably aware of this already, but Project Paperclip is where we started working with Nazis and we brought a lot of them over here and put them in different uh, positions and different institutions. And it turns out the Nazis were bringing back a lot of the demonic practices of like uh, Levin and others where they were consulting with uh, demonic spirits and fallen angels and they were getting this advanced technology from them to try to make super soldiers and do all kinds of other weird stuff. Uh, basically, turn, uh, you know, transhumanism, try to turn humans into some hybrid uh, and give them supernatural abilities. So they started this whole field of what I now call weaponized nanotech pathogens. And so I got into that and I'll... I start hitting some some roadblocks, which was um, you can only find so much information in the literature, right, online. Now there's tons of it, and it's just coming out in drones now. I mean, I think everyone's talking about nanotechnology now, whereas back in 2019, not so much. And so when I realized, oh my goodness, you know, since basically the 1940s, we're talking about 90 years now, what I was seeing in the literature that the military would admit to, the Armed Forces Institute of Pathology, was they have basically been making all of our diseases since the 1940s with this technology. I mean, probably 90% of the diseases we have, uh, and I don't know if anyone has noticed this, but uh, we have more and more diseases every year. They have not declined since the 1940s, although they tell us we have the greatest health technology ever, but the rate of disease continues to go up and they continue to have absolutely no answer for how to cure anything. I mean, how many years have they been doing cancer research and still they have no idea what causes cancer, how to get rid of it, but we have the most advanced technology ever, so they say, but uh, they can't, they can't even explain how the common cold works. And it's like, What's going on here? Well, it looks like they've been making all the diseases for years and also making drugs to suppress the symptoms of the diseases they've been making just so they can make a bunch of money off of us. And uh, I think this whole push of weaponized nanotech is really ultimately, uh, I think the end goal is transhumanism. Uh, they don't want us to be human anymore. Now, whether or not the people at the top really know this or not, I don't know. 
Uh, I have a feeling most scientists who are involved in this field of weaponized pathogens and nanotechnology have no clue what the technology actually does. I don't think they have any clue where the technology came from. And uh, I think they're this naive and being used. But I think the people at the very top, I, I, I honestly believe that the people at the very top are Nephilim bloodlines and they want to turn us into them. They don't want us to remain human anymore. And so they're trying to get this technology into our bodies any way they can. And so, you know, their big lie is, oh, we're developing this stuff to cure cancer and we're going to end all disease. And once in a while they throw in the line, oh, we're going to eventually be able to modify you so you can live forever. You know, all this nonsense. It sounds great, but we know that's, that's not really what they're doing with this technology. So the, okay, the problem, so, I'm, I'm sorry, maybe I'm talking too much and you want to no, ask you, some questions. You, I probably had like four or five things. I'm writing stuff down for future episodes. Don't worry. We're, we're, we're skimming oh, yeah. and laying a foundation right now because we're yeah, going to get into to, this um, stuff deep. Yeah, we're going to have to get into it. So this is all foundational, but I, I'm really enjoying hearing you go through all of it. But I want to start, I want to hone in on this nanotechnology, right? And, and I want to <laughs> ask you in this sense, Doc. In the days of Noah, what do you think was going on then? And do you think that's comparable to now? That's a huge question. I get it. I don't expect you to like answer that very quickly. But what I'm, I guess I'm really trying to dig up here and, and, and see where you kind of align with this. Do you think that there was this level of technology that we see in comparison to today back then? Or do you think it was even greater? Um, because like a lot of this stuff that you're talking about, these energy signatures and, you know, spooky action at a distance, right? We see this quantum yep. entanglement. Mm -hmm. We see the way that all this kind of stuff fits together. And in a nutshell, um, th there's a method to releasing the madness through what I believe is science. And then there's also hierarchy uh, technology, which is from fallen angels, which is just by thought or by word that they speak, they can conjure up let's just say what some people may need to spend a lot of time in a laboratory creating. <laughs> so mm -hmm. in a nutshell, what do you think was happening in the days of Noah? You don't have to go too deep into that, but, and then let's start talking about the nanotechnology that's present today. Yeah, and sure. Let's see where it goes from there. <clears throat> well, I would say, I mean, in a nutshell, we are basically almost back into the days of Noah. Um, I think the technology they had then was even greater than what we're seeing now. Now, that's a caveat because um, they have, this is probably a whole nother show, but the technology, some of the technology they have in nanotechnology is 20 years old now, and it hasn't even been released to the public because the public hasn't been ready for it. So... What the public needs to know is the technology they already have is so far advanced, it's 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 mind-blowing. But I think they did have this technology during the days of Noah. I think there was a lot of mixing between the, the angels and the men, and they taught men all kinds of wicked. And so I think they were teaching them how to use this type of technology and basically making chimeras and doing all kinds of stuff. And I think that's, you know, that was the whole reason we needed to flood is the gene pool was very messed up because of this technology. And, you know, he had to basically start over with Noah and his family. 
And, uh, you know, it's interesting that the scripture makes reference to the fact that not only was Noah a righteous, upright man, but his genealogy was pure. And it's like, well, what does that have to do with anything? You know, God's not a respecter of persons. This doesn't have anything to do with bloodline. I think what he's getting at is uh, Noah's line was still human, <laughs> you know, well, and they haven't messed with their their genes yet. They weren't trying to turn himself into something that uh, was non-human. No, clear. You're 100% right on that because the, the wording there used for he was found righteous, perfect in his generation, the Hebrew word is tamim, if I'm saying that correctly, which is the same word that's used for without spot or blemish when yeah, you're mm -hmm. looking at sacrifice. So we're talking about something on the genetic level, in my opinion, but no, continue. That's excellent point. So then, um, well, in 2019, what happened is when I realized what was going on, then I realized, oh, we're way behind the eight ball. And the reason why I still have a large uh, population of clients that I don't seem to be able to help and no one really is. One thing I can say about my clinic that's been true for a number of years is I see the worst of the worst. Um, I get the people who have been everywhere. They've been to 50 different medical, or not just medical, but 50 different healthcare practitioners. So they have probably been through like 20 medical doctors, 20 holistic doctors. They've been everywhere. No one can figure them out. And somehow they find out a bit about me. And obviously I have a different view in the body than most people. So I'm usually figuring it out. But there was always a group of people that I don't. And what I kept seeing is there's a group of people that have really chronic problems like Lyme disease and other things, really severe autoimmune. And they're just going around the circle. They go to a doctor, they do all his stuff, they get better, and then it comes right back. And then they go to the next doctor. They do this stuff, it goes away, it comes right back. So what I realized is that is nanotech uh, weaponized nanotech pathogens because um, they're so advanced, uh, they will go and hide when you try to attack them and they will make you think you got them, but then they come right back out and create all the same problems you were dealing with before. So when I realized I was behind the eight ball, then I had to start really seeking God and saying, okay, they're so far ahead of us. What do we do about this? So he started giving me just revelation about like SIT. And that's something you won't really see much on the internet. And SIT is satanic information technology. That is the software version of nanotechnology. And as the name sounds, it's satanic information technology. This is technology from the Nephilim and from Vaughn angels. And basically the demons gave it over to the Nazis. And um, so he started describing this stuff to me and how to find it and how to get rid of it in people's bodies. And it's really interesting because in our clinic, um, my, the clinic, well, the clinic is called Health Restoration Ministries. It's, it's a ministry because we've had so many problems with the state wanting to come in and control things that we, we created a 508 uh, ministry. And if, for those who don't know what a 508 is, it's not a 501. Uh, a 501 is basically you making an agreement with the government that you can be tax exempt. The problem is you already have that if you're a religious organization based on the constitution and the separation of church and state. So there's actually something in the law books with the IRS called a 508, which is mandatory tax exemption if you are a religious organization. And so we set that up. And so 
the organization itself doesn't actually have to file any tax stuff. We do have to report what we pay our employees, but that's the only thing the, the, the business has to re report. And by doing that, we are a ministry now. We're not a medical practice. So the medical board really can't mess with us anymore. <clears throat> but one of the other things we've done <clears throat> in our ministry for years is working with uh, SRA, Satanic Ritual Abuse Survivors, and helping them. And so this one time we had a guy who was a uh, SRA and he used to be with the Mossad. And he was coming for therapy and we brought up some of this uh, nanotech stuff. And he's like, you know, and we mentioned the SITs and he's like, what? We're like, oh, you know, SIT, it's, uh, it's you know, it's satanic information technology. And he's like, how do you know about that? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I want to see your list. And so we present this list to him and he's just sitting there and he's like, I don't know how you have this list, but you're no one's supposed to know about this. He's like, this hasn't been released anywhere. I'm like, well, God gave it to me. And he's like, well, you're not missing anything. And I don't know how, how you got this list. I'm like, well, I don't know if you heard me or not. I'm, I'm, I, I told you that God gave it to me and God kind of knows everything. So I'm like, maybe you have a hard time believing that God actually speaks to people, but I'm like, this is the list he gave me. <clears throat> so I awesome. started talking about this stuff in 2019. And I can tell you, I lost a lot of friends in the holistic health field. They thought I was crazy. They're like, this, what you're describing is right out of the movies. It does not exist. We don't have the technology. I'm like, I know we don't have the technology. I'm trying to explain to you, this is not of human origin. This is other technology. And, uh, Basically, what happened is two th 2020 hit and the whole pandemic nonsense and people started thinking about this and going, hey, what's going on? Kind of sounds like that stuff Dr. Monza was talking about. Maybe he wasn't crazy after all. Well, you know, now three years into, is it four years in? I don't know. And we're still facing the nonsense of what's going on since post-COVID. I think people are now realizing Oh, wait a minute, this weapon, there is weaponized pathogens. They might call it gain of function. But what really is it? How does it really work? And where does nanotechnology fit in with this? Because this is a thing. And, you know, the whole thing with the, the jab or what they call the vaccine and what's really in there and what are they really doing? Well, it all comes back down to this exact same stuff. So weaponized nanotech pathogens. And so what's my definition of that? So what is a weaponized nanotech pathogen? This is where they take uh, multiple organisms and they mix them together genetically. So you kind of have this hybrid creature that can almost mutate. And then they mix it with toxins and technology. So it's half pathogen and half nanotech and it's satanic technology really so this stuff is, is super advanced and they can spray it on you uh, they can put it in the vaccines they can put it in the gmo foods they can get into your body all kinds of different ways and it can be dormant in your body for years but if something activates it then it can it becomes online it becomes active it has these built-in connections so it can connect to wi-fi and 5g and 4g and 3g it has built-in ai systems 
and it can literally scan your body and create a disease specifically for you. Which is why when we look at what happened with COVID, it was really strange because all kinds of people were getting something that no one could explain and it created all kinds of different symptoms. And everyone kind of had a different experience with it. And it's like, how's that possible? Well, it's because this technology is <laughs> super advanced and they will find your weak links in your body and make a disease based on where your weaknesses are. And uh, it appears they've been doing it since the 1940s. And we've just been, you know, moving along with no realization of the technology they had and what they've really been doing. And they keep upping the scale of this technology. Obviously, now they have these jabs. And, uh, you know, there's reasons for that because they can't just spray everything. They can't just sneak stuff in your food. There's a, a consent they also need. And there's some things they need to put directly into your bloodstream. So spiritually, they need people to consent to take this technology that ultimately they want to start changing you with this new technology. And, you know, some of the companies didn't even try to hide it. I think Moderna had one of the most nasty um, versions from what I have tested, but they were probably the most truthful. They came right out and said, hey, we developed this software delivery system that's plug and play. Now, I don't know where the whole world was during all this. I, I have a feeling that 90% of the people out there probably never went to Moderna's website to look what their vaccine was supposed to be about. But I would think that if you went to their website, especially if you were a medical doctor or something, and you read their description, and it said, we developed a software delivery system that's plug and play, you would be like, what are they talking about? I mean, I thought vaccines, you, you took the virus or whatever it is you thought you were going to... Uh, inoculate someone with and you put it in a real low dose and you inject it in the body so the body can build an immune system what is this software delivery system and plug and play now that sounds like they have ideas of it working with other technology and it's like what the heck are they talking about <laughs> exactly well i think we know i mean i can describe it but that might take a whole nother show <laughs> Wow. So just, just to, um, a couple things that you said that, that, I mean, well, you said a lot of stuff that was significant, but for me personally, I remember, you know, seeing doctors over the years and being like, you guys just don't get it. Like getting so frustrated with the medical system and like never even really dealing with any like major ailments. I mean, I've had some nerve damage and things mm -hmm. um, to the side of my face and, you know, I've had some back issues and stuff like that flipping motorcycles and four-wheelers when I was a kid. But I, really what it comes down to is uh, I would be so frustrated and just be like, man, there is some like hyper attack against me. It's so interesting how things will ramp up at the optimal time when, you know, no doctor can be seen and nobody would believe you. But then it seems to just simmer right away whenever you get in front of the person with, you know, the stethoscope. And it's, it's it always th found that to be interesting, but I would try to even put a language to this years ago, doc. And it was like, mm -hmm. I would think I was crazy even trying to like use my, my layman's terms to be like, what am I even talking about? Like maybe I'm overthinking this. Right. 
Well, now, I, I mean, oh my gosh, yeah, I mean, this stuff is being talked about and you're bringing up stuff that I'm just like, oh Lord, oh my gosh, like I know I have been attacked significantly in ways that I've even noted that I have trouble putting language to still. And, and I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've ran with some of the best of them, man. I, I got thoughts on stuff. I, I'm, I'm not an educated man, doc. I have communion with the Holy Spirit. I believe in the one name that is above all names. I operate in whatever the gift is that he decides to give to me just as the wind blows when it comes upon me. But one thing that I've realized is that there's even thoughts that I have sometimes where I'm like, I really need to pray about this. And Lord, if this is true, it's weirder than the weirdest thought that my friends in this fringe space have. I'm like, is that good or bad? Like, like I need to take a break. I need a vacation. <laughs> like, and the enemy's trying to destroy my life right now. Like, it's it's just unbelievable. So what everything that you're talking about, it it emotionally, personally, um, is you're, you're I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. It, it's a part of my heartbeat because I know what it feels like to be alone out there and to not uh, have any credible sources to go to or somebody to talk to or hear other people talk about this stuff because there's a million messages of signals being sent all around out there causing a lot of problems for people. So I do this for the next guy, right? Like somebody did this in certain ways for me. And then I also believe it's a part of my calling and, you know, we're called to expose the darkness, right? So this nanotechnology, man. uh, So yeah. And you really need, you really need discernment unfortunately, yes. because well, the spiritual gifts. Yep. Cause what people want today is they want to see, well, where's the double blind study? It's like, well, yeah. oh, well, Satan, Satan doesn't care about double blind studies. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he's not going to put this information out there, although you can, I mean, it's astounding how much information they literally put out there in the papers. If you really go looking for nanotechnology, I mean, yeah. even though like, I forget what year it is, but there's a year where um, the front cover of, uh, what is that big magazine? Is it Life Magazine? Yeah, probably. No, Time. Time, time Magazine. Time, yeah, New York's mag. Is uh, yeah. the, the, it says, I think like 2040, the year man becomes immortal. Mm-hmm. And they're showing nanotechnology and on the back of the head is like a thing, just like in the movie Matrix, where you can like plug in. It's like, why would they put that in Time Magazine? It's like, that's like well, right out in front of you. And it's just like, what? And what about the movies? Right? And so movies. Like, you yeah. know, we have this pro soft program, programming, whatever you want to call it, right? Where it's like upside down world. It's like there's probably more truth in what's going on in the, the entertainment and the movies they're making than the actual news itself. Because they're, in my opinion, they're you know, setting up the subconscious mind to be able to accept these ideas because they know they can't just come right in and tell you outright. It's like um the dark occults. They have to like show you what they're doing. They just do it in a way where there's humor involved or some form of entertainment that gets you subconsciously a- like you're aware of what's going on. You're being introduced something that's ungodly. It just seems so innocent or, you know, it's, it's a comedy or whatever, or it's sexually immoral. Right. And so people just accept it. And and now the enemy has a license to literally run rough shot in all these different ways. And I, I really liked what you said about this stuff laying dormant. Um, and then this interactive, um, you know, you talked about whatever Moderna's plug and play or something like that. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, what other technologies are out here 
that we are interfacing with. And then, you know, honestly, I don't want to make this a complete dark episode for we're laying a foundation, but I also want to talk about, you know, the power of prayer. And you talked about these Hebrew, mm-hmm. um, you know, letterings, um, that are in the signature of the human body on their, on, on our natural energy pathway if if i'm saying that correctly sorry don't really quite know the language for it but whatever these um meridian lines are so let's let's talk a little bit about um technology and how obviously it's it's been patented and if if people want to read it you can go read about how the enemies patent some of this stuff to be able to mess with us but but let's start to morph into like what can a believer do what do you offer what are your recommendations? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know personally prayer, right? But but let's hear from the doctor. Like, what does your mind do with the messy uh, stuff I just started blabbing out there? Sorry, that wasn't sure. really a good question, but. Well, what, how about I just give a real quick uh, explanation of nanotech? So then we're going to get into what we're doing because of it. So basically nanotech is everywhere. Uh, one particle can hold one terabyte of data. Okay, some of them have built-in AI systems. Uh, nanotechnology can modulate at a 100,000 times per second. And uh, one nanometer is one billionth of a meter. So basically, when we're talking nano, nano is just a word that means really small. One billionth, billionth of a meter. Uh, when I say nanotechnology, I'm talking about... Uh, Synthetic technology now that they're building on a nano scale. Uh, Because there are things that are naturally occurring in nature that are just small, that we would say they're nano size. But that isn't necessarily nanotechnology. The technology side is indicating there's something more here. Uh, To put that in perspective for most people, uh, think of a sheet of paper. Just one sheet of paper and look at a sheet of paper and look at the thickness of that paper. All right, a sheet of paper is about a hundred thousand nanometers thick. A hundred thousand nanometers thick. And some of these particles and things they're making are one to three nanometers in size. We're talking super small. Right. So now if we look at the types of nanotechnology, I I classify it as five types. Uh, The first one is nanotechnology software. That's the SITs. That's what controls all other forms of nanotechnology um, when they're trying to build something. Like whether it's in a lab or they're trying to build it in your body or whatever. Uh, Number two would be nanotech particles and materials. So that's very simple. It could be our carbon nanotube. That's a particle or a material. Uh, Three would be the nanotech pathogens. And that is the weaponized nanotech pathogen. So that is now technology merged with pathogen. Then you get nanomachines. Okay, so that's where the particles have self-assembled or been assembled. And they come together and they have a little nanomachine or like a nanobot that can go in the body and float around. They have something they call nano submarines and nano uh, nano cars you can look this up you can go watch the video and they will show you their little nano submarines they built and how they can put like 300,000 on a tip of a pen and that they can put these things in your body and they can you know control them and they can go around the body delivering drugs because you know that's going to heal everybody and then the last category which we're starting to see more and more 
is nanotech life forms or nanotech biology. Now, this is like Terminator. This is where you have a technology that's all machine, it's nanotech, but it looks like a living life form. It looks like a parasite, it's not. Biologically, it's not a parasite at all, it's machine. Or they call it nanotech biology, and this is what I was talking about, this 20-year-old technology that they haven't even really fully implemented yet, which is they want, or they have been able to, they just haven't released it, they can now grow different nanotech organs, like a bladder or a kidney or a heart, and they can use that for a transplant. But it's not biological material. It's all nanotech. But it functions like biological material. It's really freaky. So you can imagine they're just slowly dripping this out and trying to get people uh, familiar with that because that's that's the next goal in organ transplant is, hey, we can just grow you a new organ. And the only problem is it's not biological. Um, so when you understand this stuff and how devious it is, uh, the next thing you have to understand is how do we get rid of it? Well, most herbs and supplements out there can't touch this stuff if it has an activated nanotechnology uh, software system. If it's activated in your body, it can evade your immune system. It can bend and unbend light, making itself invisible. Stealth tech, which is the same technology that DARPA has because it's, it's the same technology. So it can make itself invisible to your body. So what I discovered was we have to do something different. We have to take spiritual principles of spiritual warfare and combine it with technology and make a system that can get this stuff out of the body. And I call that the Alata Body Coherent Restore. So we use light and sound frequency along with really powerful magnetic field, laying on our hands in prayer to knock this stuff out. And basically what we're doing is I'm trying to figure out more and more all the time how many different types of materials and pathogens out there. I think I have like 108 weaponized pathogens now identified. And of course, the materials are a lot easier to find because you can literally do a Google search and find thousands of different nanotech materials. And then it's just a process of getting those and then analyzing to find the energetic signature of that material or that pathogen. Uh, once I have that in my device, I can invert it. And when you invert the frequency, we would call that uh, noise cancellation technology or destructive interference. So when you have two different waves that look exactly the same, except one's inverted and they hit each other, they cancel themselves out. That's destructive interference. This is what the original Rife device was all about, is he would get the energetic signature of uh, cancer or uh, a parasite in the body, and then he would invert that frequency and hit it with its inverted frequency, and it would just explode. We've Everyone's heard of noise cancellation technology, and you've also heard of the... Uh, example of the opera singer who gets actually to the inverted frequency of the glass and the glass shatters. So what I'm doing is I'm using frequencies and delivering them to the body using light and sound to basically disintegrate this stuff out of the body. And at the same time, we're doing some laying on of hands and praying. So not only are we shining the frequencies, inverted frequencies on the body, but then we would be praying, you know, in the name of Yeshua, or, you know, basically coming against this technology 
and asking him to completely dissolve it and remove it from the body. And I've found that really that's the best way. And the, the magnets are really important too, because we're putting out really strong magnetic fields that disrupts the nanotechnology. Uh, it either destroys it, it over, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It overrides its, its circuitry and basically, basically causes it kind of like uh, freeze up. And there's a better word for that, but I'm going blank. And then, or it erases its, its, its operating system. And when you do that, it no longer has the advanced technology anymore. Now it's just particles in your body. And now that this, the software system has been erased, it's just particles in the body. They can't hide anymore. So now you just detox them out. Interesting. And uh, uh, we still like really doing the method of deactivating them to detox them, but really using the inverted frequencies so we can dissolve them out of the body. Because the less you have to detox this stuff, the much better it is. And you, you really have to hit them a specific way so that uh, it's not traumatizing to the body because they don't like it when you're, you know, when you're, when you're coming after them. So, so, well, let me ask you this real quick on the electromagnetic light spectrum, right? Um, mm -hmm. What, what is a significant color? I mean, I'm not asking you to tell me, you know, your method here on air, but you know, for example, blue light, does that do anything for you? What's the deal with blue light? Um, I think that shows up around the 440. Uh, yep, on, yep. Yeah. Well, we use uh, uh, basically blue violet. We use like the highest spectrum of light on the violet side. It's like 447. Now, or you know, the only reason we do that is because when you have a higher uh, wavelength of, of light, you also have higher frequency. And that allows that uh, wavelength of light to carry more information. Correct. Yes. Okay. okay. So the, the whole thing we need is we need to carry a lot of information into the body because we have energetic vials that have the inverted frequencies of the different materials and it goes in front of the laser device and then the laser goes through the vial, picks up those frequencies and delivers it into the body. Other than that, yeah. light really doesn't do anything. Um, what, yeah. which actually red, red light therapy is really healthy, right? Hmm. The, the big thing now we have to deal with, and I think I was, we've talked about this a little bit on that Dr. S uh, Sanger show, is all the overuse of blue light, uh, LED light. You know, they're trying to get rid of normal light bulbs. Well, they're popping up all over the place. I was talking about this on yep. like a roundtable episode months ago. And, you know, I was doing some traveling to Ohio, actually, and uh, from yeah, southeastern Pennsylvania, where I am. Uh, located in an undisclosed location, as L.A. Marzoli would say, <laughs> and I will not be telling people where I live. <laughs> it's crazy enough out here, but um, I, I noticed all of these blue lights popping up. You know, my buddy Enoch up there in Calgary, Alberta, in Canada, who makes documentaries actually on some of the stuff that you talk about. He actually makes uh, some pretty interesting visual and audio documentaries in regards to some of this information. He sends me an article saying that there was um, malfunctions and failures at the manufacturing site for these LED lights, and uh, they're just turning blue. And I'm like, there's no way. There's just no way. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's nonsense. <laughs> yeah. People will almost believe anything because people don't read headlines they're, they're they're three second intention span i hate to say that i wish i couldn't i wish i didn't have to say it like that but um well, i'm just getting know, down to the point where that's where i'm at i'm like people just are not well studied all you got to do is pray 
<laughs> rightfully divide what's going on here, uh, have discernment, like you said earlier. And um, I don't know, pay attention to, let's just say, anything that's dark is going to ripple out dark effects in multiple ways. And everything's always multi-layered. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but no, what were your okay. thoughts? Well, I was going to say, anyone can do an experiment. You can go to the stores now and look at these LED light bulbs. And on a lot of the boxes, if you look at what they're classified as, they will tell you that they are classified as radio transmitters. Yeah. So it's like, what? I thought this was a well, light they can, bulb. They can send and receive information, right? Yep. Yeah, actually trans transceivers. So they, have, they can send and receive. But the so, military has wow. worked a lot with the nanotechnology and the blue light to use it as uh, brainwashing and mind control, like erasing people's memories or putting false memories or messing with the brain, almost uh, a modified version of MK Ultra. So it's like, that, well, that's encouraging to know. So then why do you think they want blue lights everywhere? It's like, well, eventually, I, I think they're going to try to, you know, affect people's thoughts if they're not already. With, I uh, read a patent a few episodes back where literally um, it was it was mind speak patented technology from the military from 2000, the year 2000. Oh, I think, um, like voice to skull. Exactly. Voice to skull. And, and they have yep. some fancy terms where they're like, oh, it's vibrational to the soft tissue and a transition, you know, and, and I'm just the guy next door. Most people who listen are just the guys next door, guys and gals. Right. And they're just trying to make sense of this stuff. And try to understand what the heck's going on around them. But some of the language that's being used on these patents, it scares people and they just go, oh, well, that's just fancy fluff talk. Really all it's going to do is this. No, no, no. Literally, it is mind to skull technology. It's just they, mm -hmm. they get you caught. They get the average Joe caught up in all these details and definitions that come on. It's a full time job to figure out what's going on here. Like mm -hmm. literally is a full time job and you still won't even cover the chasm of what's good and what's not good in this world today. I mean, really, it just comes down to like, how do we fight this battle? What is positive in the midst of all of this nanotechnology frequency warfare? You know, I, I look at multi-layered warfare, the false reality overlay. We're all subject to what I'm calling a satanic ritual phase one, phase two, right? All of us are subject to this. Some of it goes very deep and gets very dark, but what can we do? I mean, what are your thoughts on like, um, and mm -hmm. EMF blocking, you know, like, like you ever look into like stones, uh, Dr. Robert Rodich, a good friend of the show. He's, um, talked quite a bit about that EMF, um, blocking stones with, you know, copper and gold and all these different things. He, he makes like little medallions and he's like, listen, for the six foot radius, this is going to block bad electromagnetic frequency. And people are like, oh, that's new age. That's crazy. And I'm like, guys, hold on. Why? <laughs> okay. I yeah, can't even argue with needed. people like that anymore. I can't even argue with people like that. Oh, no, it's definitely needed now. Good EMF blocking is mandatory. And, uh, you know, just basic nutrition. People need to get their 90 essential nutrients. Uh, there's 90 of them. That means there's nutrients your body needs but can't get. Yeah, it, it can't make it. You need to get it from food. The problem is it's not in the food anymore. It's um, been depleted. The soil's just depleted. And you don't want to just go to the store and buy normal supplements because most of the, you know, 90% of the companies out there are making synthetic vitamins and minerals, which means that those vitamins and minerals are really no different than your pharmaceutical drugs. They're synthetic. They're not found in nature. Uh, but they call them vitamins and minerals and people think they're normal. So you have to always make sure 
the company is selling whole food based supplements. Uh, that's supplements that actually come from food. They actually took the nutrients from the food. But some of the big ones are copper. Copper is really important. I have a product called Core Copper. Uh, that's really important. We can get into that uh, maybe on the next show and then uh, how that's related to the movie The Matrix and what they were showing in the movie there, how that ties into mm. copper and and the colors and the mitochondria and uh, nanotechnology. Uh, another one that's, one that's really important is the boron. Some people like doing the borax, uh, but you have to be really careful with that because with borax, you don't need much. I mean, literally a pinch in your water. It's, it's one of the known minerals, uh, the borax, or you could just get boron by itself. That and with If you got boron by itself, you only need like, most people go anywhere between three to nine milligrams a day. So if you're a sensitive person, start up three and slowly work yourself up. Uh, there is something about the borox, even though it has boron in it, it works a little bit different, a little bit better, but you really, really literally get the, what is that called? Uh, something mule borox, and you literally do a pinch, uh, which is, you know, barely a pinch into water and you drink it daily. That helps stop the self-replication of nanotechnology. Interesting. So nanotechnology can self-replicate and self-assemble when it's in the presence of electromagnetic fields. So the more you get away from electromagnetic stress, from wireless routers and cell phones and all that kind of stuff, the more you're kind of protected from that stuff. But the boron helps eliminate that. The, the other thing that's really good is a good soil-based fovic humeric mineral, which I also make one of those. Uh, there's some good ones out there. You just want to make sure it's one that's soil-based and not from rock because rock-based minerals are inorganic. You want organic-based minerals. So this is coming, uh, the fovic humeric minerals that are coming from plants that have decomposed. So they uptake the inorganic minerals from the soil into the plant. The plant turns it into organic form, which is what our bodies need. And then when you consume the plants or the animals, you're getting the organic form of the mineral. That's why you want to get it from soil that has decomposed plants in it. So you're not just getting rock minerals because that's not the type of mineral your body can readily uh, absorb. But yeah, fovic yeah. humeric minerals are phenomenal for getting things like the graphene oxide and other forms of nanotechnology out of the body. So just those three substances would be a huge benefit for most people. Okay. Now, th this is something that I brought up quite a number of times. This started about two years ago. Um, flax, linen, and wool, right? And they have this 5,000 frequency output because they're this organic material. But now they will cancel each other out. Leviticus 19 talks about don't mix your mm -hmm. linen and your wool. And from surface glance, you're just like, oh, what, what is God trying to say there? But th that led me down a whole rabbit trail. I've talked about this with Dr. Laura for probably about the last like year and a half behind the scenes. Um, yeah, I have a now, whole section in my book about that. Oh, maze. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I need to get your book. <laughs> I need to get your book. Uh, we're yeah, laying I, such I missed, a great I, foundation. I did some myth busting on some of that. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Well, so, so what it really is, is you don't want two different fabrics in mixed in the same thread. Oh. A thread that oh. can't be mixed. But if you have a 100% linen shirt and 100% 
cotton pants, you can overlay those and it doesn't cause the problem. But it's okay, actually wow. the mixing in the thread that's the problem. It's actually the mixing in the thread. And it's actually any threads. So it's not just linen and wool. So there's two passages in the Bible. There's the one in Leviticus and the one in Exodus. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, the first time it's mentioned, I think, is the one in Leviticus. And it re- literally says two diverse types or kinds. And then in Deuteronomy, it's giving you an example. It says, do not mix two diverse types like linen and wool. So linen and wool was only an example. So then that gets into like all the synthetic fabrics. Well, they're oh my mix, gosh. mixes already. So well, and and that's even worse then because like when we look yep. at um you know spandex and acrylic and rayon and you know all these materials, you know you go buy these shirts and Under Armour or whatever you're into, Nike t-shirt, Dickies t-shirt, um, Carhartt, and you know most of them are made of these materials now, polyester, right? Mm-hmm. And they're Oh, and it's causing uh, it's causing interference to your body's electromagnetic systems and it's probably not helping yeah yeah because yeah, overall your electromagnetic system is a software system so the deepest level of the body is a software system which is directly created to our mm. connected to our creator you know that's why it says yeshua is the light of the world and yeshua holds all things together it's like well physicists have been proving that for years we know light holds all things together. And it's like, oh, what do you what do you know? The Bible tells you that Yeshua is the light and he holds all things together. Yeah, we're so, also the temple. <laughs> we're yep. the temple of the Holy Spirit, the dwelling place. Fascinating. So but before we kind of like wind down here a little bit, can you just give a really quick brief overview, um, a cliffhanger, if you will, on these Hebrew energy points on the body just kind of dive into that a little bit maybe we'll mm-hmm. prime that for a part two down the road yeah so the hebrew letters on the body there's uh because there's 22 hebrew letters and then there's five final forms uh, some people agree with that some people don't but i believe there were five final forms now the interesting thing is on that uh the last hebrew letter the last final form would be a final zadi so you have a normal zadi and a final zadi. So the, the only difference with the five final forms is there are five of the 22, but when they come at an end of like a, a phrase or um, almost like an end of a sentence, they take a different form. So they have a different shape. They have a different slight meaning and they have a different numerical value. And what's interesting is we have one point on the body for every Hebrew letter except the final Hebrew letter, which would be point 27, that point is not completely active on the body. So for years, most people never even have it mapped out because you can't, because they, they weren't ever really able to identify it. Well, that's the final Zadi. And anyone who knows about the Hebrew letters and what they mean, the, the normal Zadi is where we get the word Zadikah, which is righteousness. That, that's called the humble righteous man. And in the modern script, it almost looks like, or what we would call it, the Chaldean letters. It looks like a man kneeling and, and praying. But the final Zadi looks like a man raised up with his hands up, like a like a, the little Y. And they call that the righteous resurrected man, which is very interesting because that's the point that's not active on the body. So you have all these points and they're, and they're symbolic. So like the Aleph, the Aleph is the first letter in Hebrew and it's on the inside of your knee. Hmm. And what does it do? Well, it's the prime creator. It's the prime mover. 
It has everything to do with movement in the body. So when you look at how the letter, the meanings of the letter, and sometimes this goes back to the pictographic forms of the letter and what the letters mean in the pictographic form, like the ox, aleph, first, prime, mover. And then you look at the point on the body and what that point controls. It has the exact same principles and meanings of the Hebrew letter. So like if you're going to move, what's the first thing that has to do for you to be able to move? Well, you have to bend your knee mm. unless you walk like a robot. And, and then you go, okay, what does the Hebrew letter Aleph symbolize? Well, it symbolizes the creator, the first. Well, what do we do in the presence of the creator? Well, we bow our knees. So you see the symbolic wow. symbolism of based on how we're living out our lives, according to his word, depends on how these letters are vibrating and working on our body, which then determines how disease manifests in our body. It's like the, his language is literally on our body. And if we're violating his language, it starts showing up as physical problems. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's mind blowing. Mind blowing. Oh my God. Yeah, definitely mind blowing. Wow. Wow. Okay. So I have like a million questions for you at this point. We're going to definitely be coming back. <laughs> You're going to be coming back, uh, Lord willing. And I you know, really hope that we can um, lay down a part two and there's going to need to be a part three. But as we kind of wind down, I want to ask you to plug in your book and where people can find you and yes. give us some closing statements then. Okay. Just, just help us to wind down. We, we went a million miles per hour right out the gate on this episode. We covered, we threw a lot of big terms out there, you know, a lot of stuff to dissect and kind of piece together, but, but help us to kind of, uh, close out if you will. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the primary thing we have to understand is, um, there are dark forces out there that definitely want to destroy us and kill us, but at the end of the day, Yah has the answers for us. And, you know, he's been raising up different people that have answers. Uh, so we shouldn't be getting into a spirit of fear about this stuff. There, there are answers. And I'm constantly working on new ways to try to get this stuff out of the body. Because, uh, you know, I don't want it just to be like, well, you have to come see me to get this stuff out. I, I want to try to get tools into everybody's hands and into many practitioners or people who want to do this work to try to help people. So we have a lot of resources on our website. Uh, I've been to a lot of big conferences like red pill conferences and other. So there's a bunch of videos you can find on our website or links. Uh, now the main website is well being by design and uh, there's a hyphen in there. So well hyphen being by design.com. Uh, I'm supposed to have a drmonzo.com, M-O-N-Z-O. That one should be up in hopefully a couple weeks again. Uh, we had to take it down and it's been down for a long time, but we're trying to get it back up because that's a lot easier to say than well-being by design. So you go there and you can find uh, a link to our store. You can find link to videos. I have a Rumble channel, but I, I think there's only like four or five videos on there. I think I have a Brighteon channel too, just because most of the stuff you can't post on YouTube, uh, they won't even let me, you know, get the 10 seconds uploading before they cancel the upload and say it's not allowed. So you really have to go to the uh, alternative show places to find that stuff. 
Well, it was an honor to have you here for this part one, Dr. Monzo. Uh, you're a wealth of information. Um, you're There's so much you said that's just still triggering. Like, uh, I have plenty of good questions for you. Let's just put it that way. But for the sake of um, time and commitment and family for uh, the evenings here, I'm going to say that this is our part one. And yeah. I'm going to ask you guys to go check out Dr. Monzo's website and plug in where your book can be found. You, you wrote the book, Talif Vav. Am I saying that correctly? Uh, Talif Vav Fadi. Yep. Okay. Uh, same thing. You go to the well-being by design. You go to the website and it's there. So well-beingbydesign.com. Okay. Uh, and then you go to store. And then when you scroll down, it will say the Aleph Body System book. Okay. Um, when you click that link, it takes you to the the actual store link, which is like a Karcher website. And gotcha. Th- there you can buy the uh, the book. I have training materials and all kinds of stuff there for people who are interested in learning because we're always trying to find more coherent restore practitioners. Mm. Because not only do we have the the normal coherent restore, which is for weaponized nanotech, but we have an advanced one that we made specifically for getting the stuff out that was in the jab. And mm. we're having pretty good success with that. Um, Interesting. I, I don't, I don't think the jab was the mark of the beast yet. I think it's the technology that will become the mark of the beast, but I don't think they have down the technology they want yet. Uh, what yeah. I can tell is they're, they're able to turn genes on and off. Mm. I don't think they can completely change the genes yet. That's interesting. So I think this was a test drive to first see who was going to do it, but second to see where the technology really is. And I don't think their technology is exactly where they want it yet. Hmm. So interesting. Uh, I definitely would say don't sign up for any more, but if you <laughs> did get one, there's still some hope to get it out, but don't let them stick you in anything else because. And the power of prayer, you guys. That's right. You know, the power of prayer and and not being ignorant to the devil's devices. You know, we are learning as we go. I am literally learning every time I get on an interview, I'm learning something new. I'm being challenged, being stretched. I'm I'm malleable, right? Um, We are clay in the potter's hands. So for those of you out there struggling with, you know, these the satanic ritual attacks and frequency attacks and mind control attacks, listen. Doc, you talked about that 27th part shows that guy in the Y position, like this, this mm-hmm. resurrected. I mean, that's the hope that we have in Christ Jesus, you guys. That That's the yep. hope that we're mm-hmm. going to be, we're going to see him like he is at his coming from the twinkling of an, of, of an eye. We will be transformed. We'll be like him. So if that doesn't happen before the next episode comes out, we're going <laughs> to keep plugging away. We're just going to keep going at it and, and exposing the darkness, laying a foundation, blazing a trail through this information. Um, because let's just face it, not many men or women out there are setting themselves up to do that um, for the next generation. I think what we're doing is critical. It's important. It's imperative that we continue on this difficult and narrow path. Dr. Monzo, it was an honor to have you here on this episode with me, man. Thank you you so much. And maybe next time we can get into the matrix. (laughs) I like that. Coming to you from Southeastern Pennsylvania. God bless. Shalom, everyone. And goodbye.
there's so many things you brought up where in my mind there's like puzzle pieces that are connecting together where i'm just like oh that that fits in here or like i've heard you know or research you've yep. seen these other yep. things and i'm like oh my gosh i'm zooming out to the macrocosm into the microcosm mm-hmm.